Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on New Year's Eve 2018. I am Dave Biddle. Very happy to be joined by Patrick Murphy and Heath Schneider, a.k.a. Heater, on this very special edition of the Morning 5. Patrick, we'll go to you first. The game is tomorrow. There's been all this lead-up to the Rose Bowl. Ohio State against Washington. Buckeyes favored by six and a half points. How do you think this one's going to play out? Are you confident the Buckeyes are going to take care of business? I'm actually surprised that the Buckeyes are only favored by six and a half in this one. And I say that without trying to offend, you know, the, the Washington side of things. I think Washington is a, is a solid team. But I just think that everything that's going on with this game, the obvious end of the Urban Meyer era in Columbus, the potential end of the Dwayne Haskins era, this one year that we've had him playing quarterback, the receivers that are going out, Draymond Jones going out, Isaiah Prince going Like I think there's just a lot of motivation by this Ohio State team that could have come into this game rather disappointed that they didn't make the playoff. Instead, I think they come in pretty motivated. Um, I think that there's... There's a lot of reasons to, to end things on a very positive note, despite the fact that you're not where you necessarily wanted to be to start this year. So, you know, if, if you ask me, I, th- I think Ohio State has a has a pretty big game in this one. Now, I do respect Washington's defense. I think that, you know, maybe it's not as, as high scoring. But I said that about Michigan and, and Ohio State put up 63. So we'll see how that goes. Um, but I do think that, that it'll be a, a, a competitive game early. It wouldn't surprise me if there's a little rust, especially because these teams have been off for a while. And then I think Ohio State ends up pulling away and, and, and gets a pretty comfortable win here. Washington's team chopper is going over us right now to try and get the intel on what we're talking about. But we're not going to let them know. They have to listen to the podcast like everybody else. Um, Heater, I like the Buckeyes' chance in this one. I will say this. I, I, I don't like the idea that, oh, it's Urban Meyer's last game, so Ohio State has no chance of losing. No, Washington's a good team. Can't just roll your helmets out there, Heater. But I like the Buckeyes' chances. How do you think this, this one's going to play out tomorrow? So the last time uh, I was sitting with you before a bowl game and we did a morning five, I wound up saying to you something along the lines of, you know, I'm not re- really worried about the Buckeyes scoring. I'm, I'm really concerned about how Clemson's going to score on us. And, of course, we lost 31 to 0. 31 to 0. Yeah, really, really probably not the right guy to ask. However, I'm willing to take a shot. We'll call it a mulligan, right? Uh, really, I sit there, I, I, I think about what media day was like and what the what the players were talking about. And all the defensive players were on the same page. Uh, they bought into the game plan of we if you make them one-dimensional, you take away their running game and put it in the quarterback hands he's gonna t- he's gonna turn the ball over uh, every single one of the defense uh, player defensive players I've talked to said pretty much the same thing you got to contain the running game make him one-dimensional and that puts Ohio State in a good place um, and and hopefully from there you just expect to see the same kind of offense that we've seen for most of the year uh, save for a couple of games and this offense has really been coming on over the last couple of uh, over the last month certainly the last two I, I, games 
I just want to say real quick, when Heater brought up the offense, like my eyes lit up because like I've watched Ohio State football for my whole life. I was been a diehard fan since I was six years old. To see this offense, and obviously we're talking about the passing offense. We've never seen anything like this. To remind you out there, Bucknutters, the record for passing yards in a season for Ohio State was from a great quarterback, Joe Germain, 3,330 passing yards in 1998, 20 years ago. I mean, 3,330 passing yards. What a great season. Dwayne Haskins has beat that by 1,200 yards, like over 1,200 yards, over 4,500 passing yards, 47 touchdowns, nine interceptions. Like, it's been so much fun to watch this, and Patrick Murphy wants to talk. Well, and, you know, Dave brought up that he doesn't think that it just being Urban Meyer's last game means a win, and and obviously it doesn't, but I do think in talking to these guys that there's a motivational factor in that. You know, every year you get to these bowl games and you want to send the seniors out on the right note, and, and, and that's admirable. But when your head coach that helped you guys win a national championship, some of these guys win a national championship, recruited these guys, is a, you know, all time great on the college level, is about to retire. I think that. There's something to that beyond just just the normal, you know, bowl game sending guys out on the right note, and and so I think there is an added motivation. Um, and I I look at Washington, and you know, this hasn't been the same Washington team from two years ago when they were in the playoff. You know, I, I think this game would be more compelling, frankly, if it were Washington State who had won um, that final regular season game and, and played in the Pac-12 championship. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, I think Washington State would have been a team that I'm like, well, they can throw all over this Buckeye defense. I I think Jake Browning's a fine quarterback. I think, you know, he'll he'll end up on an NFL roster, but it's not somebody who scares me from a from a Buckeye defensive perspective. I think that, you know, they they will be able to to contain that passing offense. Now the the running game with with Gaskins is is going to be a question and and obviously that they can bust off big plays. We've seen Ohio State give them up all year, but you look at the way they've done them and it's more similar to the way Michigan runs an offense though sometimes out of a spread than it is, you know, like the Maryland type where there's motions and there's things that might confuse this Ohio State defense. It's it's pretty standard, you know, you, you can kind of see what's coming at you type of thing. So I think while Ohio State may give up some big plays, don't get me wrong, I think they'll be able to, to hold them in check overall. All right, gentlemen. Um, obviously, the biggest story is the Rose Bowl itself and Urban Meyer's last game, Ryan Day taking over as head coach, all of that. Um, but the other big story is the Justin Fields slash Tate Martell situation. And Heater, yes, sir, we got a chance to talk to Tate Martell. I mean, if you could describe oozing with comments, I would say take a look at Tate Martell. And he wasn't being like a jerk about it. He was just, he's confident if Justin Fields transfers to Ohio State that Tate Martell will be the starting quarterback. And if Justin Fields does transfer, Tate Martell said there's no way Tate Martell is going to transfer. And Tate thinks he will 100% be the quarterback if Justin Fields transfers here. And, you know, people can think about what, you know, which, which he will. Um, but uh, yeah, thank you, Pat. Seriously, seriously, uh, thank you, Patrick. Because you're right, right. In case people out there, come on, he's a third-year sophomore. No, he. Good, good call, Patrick. But Dwayne's gonna leave. Enjoy his final game as a Buckeye.
Buckeye fans. But Heater, do you like Tate Martell's attitude? What do you think about the Justin Fields situation? Just unpack all that for me. So uh, Tate Martell, of course, went to Bishop Dorman in, in Vegas. I live in Vegas, and you I actually brag about that, don't you? <laughs> yeah, I must. I, actually, I, I absolutely must. The uh, the point of the point of me about saying about Vegas is I was able to see him some in high school, and I know some of the people that he knows, some of his coaches, etc. And this is no different from any Tate Martell that you would have seen as a freshman in high school to a freshman in college. The guy is is supremely confident in his skills. Now, whether or not he could back that up uh, if he's comparing himself to Fields, I don't know about that. I mean, we're talking about, sure, he was Gatorade Player of the Year. I get it. But I look at I look at Fields and I see just a, an athlete on another level. I could be wrong. I, maybe I am absolutely wrong. Six and, three. Exactly. Yeah, and and as Haskins reminded us, rocked up in his words. Right. I was like, all right, I, I get it. Uh, when you take when you take a look at um, even even um, even. When I take a look at Martell this year in his 10 for 10 performance against Rutgers, he still he had that long 48-yard touchdown pass. Even that was kind of an ill-advised throw. He got lucky on the reception end of it. Uh, his his receiver really worked for that and got that touchdown. Uh, so that 10 for 10 was there. But is he really? Are you gonna are you gonna look at him and have that oozing confidence as a fan on the sideline or or on the sideline as a coach like you that you have with Haskins? I just don't see it. Um, and if I'm a coach, I'm always looking for the next player, the next guy that can step up. Now, Martell's probably a guy that's willing to take on that. He said, hey, I'm not transferring at all, no chance. Bring I it get on. It. Yeah, yeah, bring it on, right? Uh, hey, I'm all for competition, all right? So, yeah, Patrick, same deal. Just break this down for us. You know, Tate Martell's attitude. Do you think Justin Fields is going to come here? How do you think this is going to shake out? Just your thoughts on this, Patrick Murphy. Just to from the Tate Martell perspective, I was from the Ohio State perspective, I guess, I was thrilled to hear Tate today say what he said. Because A, Tate could have run from this whole situation, tried to not talk about it, say he's just focused on, you know, ending this year well and, and going to next year. Instead he took it head on and said, you know, I'm gonna be the quarterback next year. And that's what Ohio State fans want from from their starting quarterback i think regardless of whether it's him or not and then looking forward projecting him against justin fields i think that if those two are the guys battling it out in the spring ohio state's in a very good situation now if tate ends up transferring you know if if you know whatever the situation is it's it's it, it doesn't matter if you have those two guys potentially battling out in the spring you you you're in a can't lose situation. I don't think. I I agree with yeah, you. And still, uh, still still. Yeah, yeah, right. And I think I I let's not forget. Still <laughs> yeah. Let's not let's not forget, let's not forget here that that Tate Martell did not lose a high school football game in three years as a start. The kid's just a winner. Now you know does he have the natural ability of a Justin Fields of a Dwayne Haskins? No, you know. But I think that that's a that's a quality, and, and Ryan Day talked about let's find extraordinary qualities in quarterbacks. I think Tate Martell has that in in on some level. Now I I, I think if Justin Fields comes here, he's probably the leader for the job without stepping in. But Tate did make a good point. He's been in this offense. Now it'll change some under Urban or er, going from Urban Meyer to Ryan Day, but 
He's been in this offense. He's been in this program for the last two years. He knows it. Somebody else stepping in, trying to learn this stuff very quickly. That's an adjustment period. You know, there, there, there is something to say for what Tate Martell has done, for what Tate Martell knows, for, for the confidence level he has. So I think it would be very interesting if these two are here through the spring and to see what happens. And, and if Tate is a man of his word, and so far he has been, once he committed to Ohio State, before that, not so much. But once he committed to Ohio State, he stuck with Ohio State. He stayed with Ohio State through two other starting quarterbacks. And he very clearly wants to be the quarterback at Ohio State. If he stays and fights with anybody here, you know, Justin Fields or otherwise, I think you're in a very good situation. Right. And you still, have, you still have a lot of variables, right? Haskins, Haskins as, as a variable about whether or not he's going to the NFL. And then Fields, whether or not he actually transferred. Haskins said and he's, he's waiting. That's, that's where I was going, right? So, uh, you know, he says, hey, if I go, Fields is, is waiting. That's what Haskins says. I'm waiting to see what I decide, right? So he decides to come here, but is he eligible right away? That's the other variable. Right. I also didn't think we were going to miss the 2012 postseason, but what do I? <laughs> so, so the NCAA has a way of just confounding and gumming up the works. Every time you think you know what they're going to do, they do something else, and that those are all the variables. And then let's just take it to the next degree. Let's say he's not eligible right away, but he does come here. Now you have Tate Martell. Is he ensconced as a starter? I mean, how you know? He spends 2019 that's, as a starter, etc. Really because I don't, I don't know if Justin Fields transfers if if he doesn't get that waiver to, yeah. to play right away necessarily. But if if he really wants to be at Ohio State, he really likes what Ryan Day did with Dwayne Haskins. He thinks that that's something that can can set up his future. And sitting out a year, he's okay with that. So you have Tate Martell, who. I guess could leave after next year, but I don't see that as a possibility, really. You know, that, then that sets up a very interesting situation heading into the 2020 season, and then you bring in another guy in, in uh, Jack Miller. Miller, sorry, couldn't remember that last name. Jack Miller, who I don't imagine will start for the starting job right away, but you throw another quarterback into that room. Plus, you have Matthew, Matthew Baldwin, from all accounts, has been very good and is a very big. Ryan Day guy in terms of the way Ryan Day wants to wants to use his quarterback. So I don't know. Again, I keep going back to this. I don't think there's a lose situation here for Ohio State. Year of eligibility left. <laughs> we don't want to use that heater. We love you. We're gonna keep your eligibility on buck nuts. Just in case. Just in case they need a fifth-string quarterback if Chuganoff gets hurt. Um, hey, Bucknutters, thank you very much for joining us on this special edition of the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on New Year's Eve 2018 here from Los Angeles. For my guys, Heath Schneider, a.k.a. Heater, Patrick Murphy, I am Dave Biddle. Thank you very much for joining us on the Bucknuts Morning 5. Go Bucks! Happy New Year. Let's hear that Buckeye swag, best damn band in the land. Five, 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 five. Bye.